It's Wednesday of the second week of Advent, and this is Father John Zulsdorf with another Advent cast. From The Art of Dying, a new annotated translation by Brother Columba Thomas. Faith is the foundation of all salvation, and without it, no one can be saved. Consider Augustine, who says, Faith is the foundation of all good things and the beginning of human salvation. Without it, no one is able to attain to the number of the sons of God, and every labor of man is empty. And so the devil, the enemy of the entire human race, attempts with all his strength to turn the dying person entirely away from faith, or at least to lead him to stray from it, saying, You wretch, you are greatly mistaken. It is not as you believe or have heard from preaching. Hell has been shattered. Whatever a person does, even if he kills someone, or himself, by excessive penance, as some have done, or adores idols, as the pagan kings and many others do, is it not, in the end, the same? No one returns from the dead to tell you the truth about the afterlife, and so your faith is nothing. With these and similar words, the devil takes great pains to turn the dying person away from the faith, since he knows this well. If the foundation falls, everything built upon it must fall. Nevertheless, in any temptation, the dying person cannot be forced to consent, nor can he be prevailed upon by the devil in any way as long as he has the use of his mental faculties. He can sin only if he freely gives his consent, which he should clearly avoid above all things. As the Apostle says, God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability, but he makes with temptation a way of escape, so that you may be able to bear it. Today is the 7th of December, the feast of St. Ambrose, bishop and doctor of the church. He died in 397. He was the great bishop of Milan. Let's hear what Father Parsh has to say about St. Ambrose in his Church's Year of Grace. About the year 333, Ambrose was born at Trier, the child of a noble Roman family. After his father's death, he went to Rome and was soon appointed consul with residence at Milan. While attempting to settle a dispute between the Arians and Catholics over the choice of a bishop, he himself was chosen, although only a catechumen at the time. Thereupon he devoted himself wholeheartedly to the study of theology and gave his possessions to the poor. He was an illustrious preacher, and through his sermons brought Augustine to the faith and baptized him. Candid and fearless, no matter how strong the opposition, Ambrose was directed to confront Maximus, the murderer of the emperor Gratian. When Maximus refused to do penance, Ambrose excommunicated him. Later, he denied Emperor Theodosius' entrance into a church for his massacre of the inhabitants of Thessalonica. It was on this occasion that allusion was made to David as murderer and adulterer, and Ambrose retorted, You have followed him in sin, now follow him in repentance. Humbly, Theodosius accepted the penance imposed. 
We often meet the saint in the divine office as a teacher and an inspired composer of hymns. Fourteen of the hymns attributed to him are definitely authentic, true pearls of religious poetry. His writings are vibrant with ancient Christian liturgical spirit, for his life was wholly rooted in mystery and sacrament. The layman, too, can profit greatly by reading Ambrose's works. He is one of the four great Latin doctors of the Church. We might well honor St. Ambrose as an outstanding liturgist. May he inspire us to accomplish in this 21st century what he did in his day. For in the liturgy we have the primary, the indispensable fountain of Christian living. <laughs> 